Hey everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 609 being recorded on December 30, 2020. It's our 2020 wrap-up show. I'm Sebastian Peake. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. I'm Kent Burgess. And, look, and I'm deepfake Jim Tannis. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's actually uh, Alan, but, you know. Wearing a gym skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can subscribe to be alerted when we go live for podcast recording sessions like this at pcper.com slash subscribe. Our first segment after the intro every week, we go to Josh, camera two, in Laramie, Wyoming. And uh, do you have an update for us, Josh, of the burger variety? No. No? I see one on the screen. What is this? Let me, let's go well, over to show this. Show it to me. All right. Here, yes. here. This. What is this? Oh, that was last week. It was, but it was. Yeah, but we were off it's last week. We yeah, were off yeah, last yeah, week. yeah. But you know what? That, that, that's still that's sort of old counts. news. Okay. Um, All right. What's, what's I didn't news? I a burger today. But anyway, okay. I'll go through that burger. It's a pretty good one. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it's it. called the Naughty. Ooh. The mm, Naughty. So, two all-beef patties, cheddar cheese, jalapenos, chipotle ketchup, lettuce pickles, tomatoes, and some Thousand Island dressing with bacon. And those fries are always really good. So, (laughs) yeah. That was my burger for the last two weeks. And that one today is very sad. You know, everybody I'm, was very sad. I'm looking at this. Uh, it looks a little messy here. I mean, you've got a little. Ketchup. Well, it's a little crushed, which, okay. you know, if, if you go into the restaurant, it, it, they don't cram it down nearly as much. But because they wrapped it up in, in the foil and put it in a bag for me to take away, the presentation is always a little mushed. But, uh, you know, the taste is always right there. All right, thank you so much for the burger updates. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple more, uh, one yeah. more housekeeping yes. item. Anyway, well, two actually, two housekeeping items. One is that um, we've got a uh, Patreon. Uh, please, if uh, you're enjoying this sort of thing, and this is the sort of thing you enjoy, then head on over to our patron, our Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/slash/pcper, and uh, become a patron of the arts and uh, throw a dollar in the bucket. Because uh, we really appreciate that, keeps this or maybe whole 10. thing or ten keeps it all spinning around ten will and uh, get you. It will something <laughs> special, very very <clears throat> special. The yeah. other thing is obvious. Obvious is that we're on the eve of the eve, and this is the last show we promise of 2020. Uh, so uh, we got all dressed up, and uh, yeah, we'll bring you a high a high quality show. So thanks everybody and Jeremy, I love the lamp uh, lampshade that you brought to the show. Really appreciate that. Showing some real Canucky stand. Wait, where's the spirit. lampshade? I'm, he said he was only true Canadians can see it. Okay, He's, I'm um, not. I'm not okay. seeing it on my monitor. I mean, well, I mean, if we could see it, I, I assume it's spectacular, but it's Canadian eyes only, I guess. So for you yep. Canadian subscribers out there that are checking him out, calling it in from the space station, I guess, based on his video frame rate update. Uh, yeah, enjoy that. Jim's got the whole... It's essentially like, only yeah. the people around the Great Lakes and the mm-hmm. Yukon. And other than that, mm-hmm. no. Well, I'm, folks I'm in the Great Lakes. Special. But I'm not wearing so a what, the, the, rugged... The seven, 
go ahead. Seven Nations. I, you've lost yeah, me anyway. as always. I never understand your references. I'm sorry. But you, you've got to finish that that rugged look observation, though. Well, Jim, Jim's got the rugged look going on. I He's put, a lumberjack. Yeah. And I, I couldn't be one up by Brett. He showed up wearing a tie over his sweater. So I said, should I put a suit coat on over my T-shirt? And the answer was a resounding yes. So I'm doing my best to look like... What is the one YouTube channel... The guy who explains. Technology Connections. Yes, I'm trying to look like the guy from Technology Connections. That's right. Yeah, I mean, your your shirt says Day Run, which is Spanish yes. for of running. Yes. Oh, never mind. It's, it's Blade Runner. So wearing my Blade Runner t-shirt. Uh, let's see. Let's get right into it. Let's get into the stories for the week because you know, this is going to be a little bit of a different show. We have, you know, some... You know, it's a 2020 wrap-up thing. We're doing the the 2020 end of year podcast thing. But first, a public service me- public service message: Friends, don't let friends run check disk on SSDs. Which Jeremy, you took some heat for this. Well, if it bothered the even sensible in the replies, I'd be a little bit interested in replying but that's some of the worst typing i've seen in my life <laughs> what in, in the comments like up to and including it's uh not check disk slash s it's check disk dot slash scan uh, mm. or slash r hey for uh, a little bit of behind so- the scenes uh a push behind this this is one of the most popular links on the site this week and it wow. was read well over ten thousand times okay so it, it got circulated out there. Yep. So, you know, with that in mind, Jeremy, take, take it away. So as it stands, unless you're running Windows 7 or below, because you hate Windows 10, the system now handles almost all the checklist stuff in the background without bugging you. And it does it properly, and it is able to lock things in certain so that it doesn't completely, totally destroy your operating system, which doesn't usually happen. Now, don't get me wrong, it's normal behavior for CheckDisk, but our beloved uh, overlords in Redmond pushed out uh, two updates, one or both of which would uh, cause a CheckDisk slash F, uh, looking for and repairing issues on your file system, which includes locking the drive completely. Uh, It would overwrite some of the very important parts of uh, the, the the system files and the raw partition would kind of go and you'd, you'd not be able to boot to that disk anymore. Uh, there were ways to fix it, but I mean, for the most part, it, it, it's not necessary anymore unless something is horribly, horribly wrong and you've already backed everything up anyways because holy crap, this thing's about to die. Let your machine do it. If your SSD is having a problem, enter. Don't go to the link that your uncle sent you of the latest version of driver cleaner. Go to the manufacturer, get their tools. They'll be able to fix stuff. There are some partitioning tools which are every bit as effective. They cost you money. Your SSD manufacturer is not going to charge you. So it's, yeah, I understand that I could spend an hour and a half writing something even longer than the register link which I posted to which was where you went to get all the details um, but I didn't and I'm also loving that I'm getting grief for 
how dare you tell people not to defragment? Are you talking about did. Windows 10 optimization tool? Did I stutter? Did 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 Windows 10 optimization? I don't know. I'm, I'm watching your video there? and you look like you're stuttering. You are. You are stuttering. Yeah, that's actually, just, yes. That's just me. Yeah, Thank that's you. actually a good Thank point. Thank you for getting yep. that. Yep. <laughs> but no, like you can force egg still on your SSD. It is a stupid thing. Don't do it. Jeremy needs to defrag his video feed. It'll it'll clear up when we're done. It. It'll clear up at like five minutes before the end of the show, like it always does. I want to go kick my Perfect. routers when I want to do. You're up to almost a frame every. Well, turn off your seconds. TV in the background. It's streaming and it's yeah. causing you issues. Yeah, it's interfering. That's coming over cable. But anything. Jeremy, take the RF shield off of your router antennas. Amazon now oh, sends me a link to dome? brand new get RF it? things every day for looking uh, that up. I need to this right <laughs> I don't now. think they realized I was mocking it. Yeah, you should bring that back in just so that people know what we're talking about here. Yes, hold on a second. While we look things up online. Uh, yes, you should. Sure? I'm going to go this out every time. But this machine Shield, from the router. Router. Live internet. Just crap goes Because This is actually a real product Hello. category if you're not aware. Look at oh, this. Oh, yeah. And yep. you, you can buy things that are just, they, they block your Wi-Fi. You can put them right over your own router and block your own Wi-Fi inside of your home to protect yourself. Do you are know you, why? Are you? Cause some well, people, because people are afraid of 5G. That's why. <laughs> well, not only that, but there's an entire Kung Fu sector of individuals who hit themselves in the balls. And so this is <laughs> the less painful, but still effectively the same version of this type of kung fu. Ooh, this one has a, a this shield box comes with gloves, or is it just showing you that it's two thumbs up? Like this is a great product. I, I don't know. I'm gonna say it doesn't come with gloves, just those, an endorsement. Those look kind of like cut gloves. Does it come mm, with the cut yeah. gloves? It shows them being used with cut gloves. Is this really sharp metal? Is that why? That's what I want to know. You don't want to get any of the radiation on your hands. That's true. Oh. So yeah, Jeremy, take your router out of that box. Yeah, That'd take the great. router out of the box. I just unplugged everything from the router except this machine. Hey, you know, uh, something that would fit into one of those boxes, and there's going to be a theme here. The end of 2020 podcast is all about mini PCs. For some reason, it's just a timing thing. And so we have a story on the pint-sized Asus PN50 mini PC. Oh, this is, I see why this is interesting. It's powered by AMD. Mm, magic? Mm -hmm. No. Magic. It's 115 of, by 115 by 49 millimeters. It's, what, it's is that in, what is that in imperial numbers? And the venerable oh, Vega. <laughs> I care. <laughs> who cares? I, don't, I can't. I mean, I kind <laughs> of know what 114 millimeters is, but at it's, the same time. It's a Coke can. It, it's is a it? to beer. Okay. Yep. All right. So it's kind okay, of standard mini PC size. A little bit longer, size. but. Okay. Yeah, 500 bucks is, you know, somewhat significant. But, well, I mean, you're going to have to do your own memory and you're going to have to own M.2 storage or SATA if you really want. But you can get to do your own memory. You're not going to pay an arm and a leg for DDR4-3200. You get to pick what you want and stick it in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I like that idea. You get to pick what you want and then stick it in there. What's, what the, I heard. what's the CPU it comes with, or, or is it you get to pick what you want and stick it in there? Oh, <laughs> okay. 
Let's see. Where's the, where's no, the sorry, R7 4700U. Okay, so this is 4700U. Oh, okay. okay. This makes a yep. lot more sense now that I am actually looking at the Kit Guru review. Let's look over here at Kit Guru. Yeah, see how big it and is. And it's now? next to a Pepsi Max can, and it's roughly oh. the same size. So I see it has a couple dim slots, kind of your standard like Intel Nook style, BYOM, and storage memory. Yeah. So what this is R seven four seven hundred two. Okay. Oh, fifteen watt TDP. Okay, eight core. Yeah. Vega seven With forever. Vega 7 in it. And mm-hmm. Intel Wi Fi, uh, uh, of course. Got proper uh, IR receiver and a microphone so you can both point your remote at it or yell at it to control it. I think it's interesting that it included the microphones because the one we're going to talk about yeah. next actually did not. Um, it, and if you want to play you can fire up Cortana on this, this one and just start yeah. talking. Oh, great. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Does it have a built-in exactly. speaker too so it can shout at you during Windows installs? No, it just goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> Does it use the PC speaker beeper? For Cortana. I want to hear Cortana synthesized through a PC speaker. Like that with the beeper. Yeah, that would be awesome. Does it come, does it come with uh, the remote? You, I thought you said it came through remote. Let's see what the no, performance but is like. You can go out and buy a fancy remote. It's got both IR and uh, voice. And if you want to hear a tiny fan spinning at full speed, run Cinebench. And you get, nah, does this one scores. have a fan? Does it have a fan? It has to. It has a Wii one, yeah. That's why you okay. can game on it. Oh, CSGO okay. at that makes sense. 80 All frames right. a second. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Which, you know, for that isn't bad. Fire Strike, 3221. Counter- Here we go. CSGO, 79 frames per second. Average at 1080. Lowest preset. Rocket League, 60 frames per second. LOL is 188. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. So you can play on it. Yeah. So I mean, you if, can uh, sport game on it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's obviously the esports platform of choice mm-hmm. for streamers everywhere. For I don't, sticking it in your pocket and walking out the house. Outside yeah. of people who modify them and add extra heat sinks and things, are there any mini PCs powered by AMD that are fanless? I thought all the fanless stuff was Intel, but maybe I'm... I'm sure you could find one, but because we've seen fanless stuff that's that's bigger, that's Intel or that's AMD, like the big like heatsink cases and stuff. But go ahead, leave me a comment. Uh, tell me which fanless mini PCs are available that are AMD powered that are similar. Subscribe, to... yeah. Smash that like button. Hit that hit that bell to be notified when we go online and don't know what we're talking about. Or that's just me. Every okay, all the time. Hey, uh, Brett. Yeah, you did. Speaking of mini PCs, exactly. This you is sort of you a reviewed one. I did review this uh, Azul Byte Four, another mini PC, fanless. I might add. Yes. Uh, in- Intel based. But oh, is it? It's you just said it. You just said it. That's the instantly people. You can tune out now. It's Intel based. Sorry. Oh yeah, it's not as cool. But I did try to make it Christmas themed, as you can see with my my snow globe in the background there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, it's uh, it maybe it isn't for everybody. It's not necessarily a real gaming PC, but it is capable enough because it's got a ton of ports. It can drive a ton of screens. Uh, I had and I, I forgot to actually mention this. I was very uh, it was very easy for me to get a um, a Bluetooth keyboard and a Bluetooth mouse hooked up to it from across the room. Worked great. 
It's got an IR sensor in the front of it, ton of ports in the back, capable of being powered over Ethernet. It's got a PoE port. The whole the thing can it. be powered over Ethernet? Yeah, actually it can. I, I was using my, my, I only have one PoE injector, uh, uh, power injector, so I didn't actually get a chance to move it over there. But the spec says no problem mm. in getting that to work with a straight Ethernet line. So you could hardwire it, and that's kind of the only cable to it. And you can mount it. How did the, the globe affect of, heat? Uh, I assumed that it was just bending the Wi-Fi signals around uh, mm. around it, and I wrote that into the uh, review. Because mm. um, uh, you, you the, think because glass can conduct heat, mm -hmm. right? It's not as effective yeah. as aluminum. Yep. You don't see I a lot of glass Netflix. heat sinks. Glass anymore. is an insulator. Oh, is it? I did. Okay. Um, I mean, I did watch uh, one, but it's still an insulator. <laughs> I did watch some extensive Netflix with it in the glass globe configuration. Oh, like and this? I did not notice. Uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't notice any uh, any overheating. At okay. that, uh, it seemed to take that just fine. Okay. But I mean, did there you was, notice there I, was other areas I, of the heatsink still exposed to the air? I did actually place it in the concentric area of the circular base. Thank you for noticing. Uh, by the way, I'm noticing the first line here. Perhaps you are the well-endowed family tech genius. What's going on here? Um, you know, if you're the well-endowed family tech genius, this may be not the PC, uh, mini PC for you. Maybe you should skew more towards the stick what in it, whatever you want okay. in the, you know, I'm the Asus one. Yep. Yeah. Well, you did ask though. Yep. Um, this is, uh, an all-in-one miniature PC fanless again, uh, that's, has a particular, you know, thing in mind that they, they'd say, Hey, this might get hot. It, it doesn't really. And it's, I have to ask, I know the answer already, but this top that we're looking at here, that's not actually metal, is it? It's not. It's plastic. Why um, do they do that? Why it, do they make fanless things and then put plastic over the metal heatsink fence? I, I did I did observe that. I didn't really call them out too hard for that. I just sort of stated that there's an interior heat spreader that is the full cover underneath that. And then I noted that there's no venting there. Mm. Um, it didn't seem mm. to really bother it a whole lot, but... You know, I guess under extreme circumstances, you you might have wanted it. It's just it's just not there. Here's a nice shot of the back. It's actually very well um, ported. There's, I don't Even, see any uh, USB back here. It's on the side. It's oh, on okay. the side. No, I, it does have VGA. No it, crucially, it has VGA. <laughs> you know, and I mentioned during the review, please don't get snide with the VGA. Ooh, there are a, exactly. Don't turn up your nose. You could have put a second a land port back there, but no, actually there is. No, it's, third, it, wait, you mean a third land port. Okay, hold on. The PoE can that be used as just a straight LAN port, or it can. Okay, it can. Right. so you could actually conceivably turn this into something of a you know a router, you know right. a PF sense kind of thing. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. anyway, the VGA before you get you know too snidely on that, there's a lot of projection systems out there, <sighs> a lot that are probably still VGA and they're very expensive and still operating in a lot of different places. Okay, this is legit. Keep it. You know, and I, I see where, where they're going with it. Well, this is well, like a business-oriented device, I guess. Yes. Oh, yes, here are those side is. ports. Yeah, and it's got a uh, you know um, a card port for uh, like camera cards and stuff like that. A single USB-C and all USB. I think three point ones because they're all five gigabit. Is there any difference between three point oh and three point one Gen one or buy one? Or... I think they just changed the name from three point yeah. to three point one Gen one. I think that was their. Or was it three point? No, I don't, don't, don't. remember. 3.2 versus 3.1. Okay, all right. Let's pretend hey, we didn't it, have this conversation. It will, it, will it sit a bench, he says, without a yes. question mark? And the answer is yes. Yes, yes. it will. Yeah. Really? Let's see. I got, I got called out on Facebook for using a question mark in a in a uh, headline, and people didn't like it, so we won't talk about that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's too... Uh, so, yeah, it, it does sit a bench, not very... 
much, but I mean, it will run and not crash. So that's a good thing. This is a Celeron J4125, which is four cores, single yeah, thread. Yeah, people have, people have uh, said um, that they, they took issue with my uh, saying that that was an eight, eight uh, um, you know, or an eight megabit or eight megabyte um, CPU ca- uh, memory uh, limitation. And as Intel data sheet says the same, um, you know, apparently some other people have gotten more Hold on, memory what? mileage out of it. You're saying that I, I, it's, they limit it's it not, to eight gigabytes of RAM. They do. Okay. Yeah, their, their, their documents say that. And, and Intel's he... documents say that as well. But some people told me, hey, hey, other people are getting more than 8 eight meg on that. Why? Why With a Celeron J series, why would you want more than 8? Why would you even need more than know. 4, necessarily? I'm sorry, 8, eight gig. 8 gig. Sorry, yeah, I said meg. It's, uh, but the important oh, thing is that anyway. it is built on the rugged 14 nanometer. Well, hold on. That's hey, Kent. Kent. What, what am I doing here? I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, look, it's built yeah. on rugged 14 nanometer process technology. You know, I left out the word rugged, but it's implied. Yeah. Here, here's that nice uh, HW Info view to check out all the specs. Mm-hmm. It, this is not exciting. I'm, you're, it, the whole point of this is that it, it's fanless. You could get a more powerful mini PC, but it would not necessarily be fanless. No, no. If just go to the bottom um, okay. here, I, I call out a few. Well, networking is obviously important. It doesn't really uh, have any issues with hardwired or Wi-Fi networking. It seems to be, you know, it's a full-fledged Windows 10 PC. Nothing at all wrong with what? it. And they didn't gimp. They didn't gimp the network at all. What was CPU utilization like when you're doing your transfer tests? Low. It was uh, like below 20. Okay. So it was like around 12 percent or something like that. That's what I think. Now, is this Intel? A single uh, stream, and I wasn't doing anything else with it. So okay. I was just playing around with it. Who made the this is, wireless chip? Um, I noted it was uh, Realtek. Oh, it is. Okay. I think it was. No, I'm sorry. The uh, Wi-Fi uh, was was Intel. The okay. hardware is Realtek. Uh, if okay. you scroll up, I call it. I call it out what the two chips were. Okay. This has got a little bit of expansion in it. It's got an NVMe, uh, two by two, not <clears throat> not four by. Uh, you can put another memory SODIM in it, and it's got the capability of adding a an SSD, which I tried, um, and then did some speed tests on the on the SSD, which was full fledged um, SATA six, no problems at all with that. It worked great. The onboard was a little slow, but as I think you and I talked about this, this EMMC, yeah, so standard for these things. Hey, uh, yeah, not not really fast. Is this the heatsink for the M.2 drive right here? This yeah. thing, yeah, it is. Yeah, Does it, it come is. with one of those pads? It, it does. Yeah, okay. there's some stickies that come with it that that you can apply to the back. And let's talk mm-hmm. about this toolkit. Uh, who who made this toolkit? Where'd this come from? Uh, you know, I brought that onto the onto the podcast once, and you know this, or else you wouldn't have asked this. I don't remember. Is <laughs> it Ryobi? A, a, is it? I don't. It's a, it's a, as an alternative to say, hey, this comes with a lot of bits. It even mm-hmm. has security bits. You can take apart a lot of stuff with it. It's really cheap, and you could <clears throat> you could buy it at, at Walmart. Oh, Walmart sells it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah. All right. So here you can see I've I've hooked up an um, an SSD fifty one hundred Micron fifty one hundred Pro to it. Where'd you buy that? Did you buy that at OWC? Excels.com. Oh, yes. yes, you did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Let's look at those transfer speeds. Ooh, this all that the, SATA two can provide. Well, that's the EMMC. So go to the next oh, one. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Oh, hey, look so at that SATA three. Yeah, uh, that's six. six. Well, I mean SATA three, six. aka SATA six gigabit per second. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Sense. An EMMC, um, you know, not we, terrible, but it's no, it's exactly. there if you need it. What is this, 64 gigs? 
64 gig. Yep. Single chip. And it comes with a, I think there's an option for a smaller one. Here's yes. a picture of that heat sink uh, mm -hmm. that kind of underlies that whole thing. They just spread it around and hope for the best. I, I can't argue with it. Is that a heat sink or just a big panel? Is it just a, a, a heat heat sheet? I, <laughs> it's a heat sheet. Maybe, maybe it's a heat yeah. think. Yeah. And you've a got a list. Heat think. Heat think. I can see that. That would be a heat I spreader. I don't have an argument with it. I mean, you know, they've got that giant slug. That's, that's that, that aluminum. Is it acceptable? I'm sorry. It seems to work reasonably no. well. I, I don't, I can't fault them. I couldn't overhear. Can you, can you not fault them? I mean, you not, could not fault them. Uh, okay. Not for this part. Not for this part. I want to see fins. I want to see copper. I want to see fins. Yeah. It, it is what it is. But it can this be is no like more. a six watt power, uh, CPU, isn't ten. it? Oh, it's 10. ten. Eh, I bet yep. it's never really running at 10 though. That is 15. So I, I took. That was the, no, that that was the was AMD the one. Oh. Asus is 15. This is 10. The uh, entire top down. of the case, let me quote from the review here. The entire top of the case is a sheet of metal with a slug extended towards the CPU. That's all it is. I don't, I'm not seeing heat sink. I'm just seeing heat, heat sheet. Slug. Heat slug. That's okay. kind of what it is. Okay, you know, I, I call it like I see it. So this is, this is some, you know, examples. What is this for? It's for a, you know, take home uh, video conferencing. It, it'll drive a bunch of monitors at your Taco Bell. You can talk to Cortana on it. It's a, it's a if you really room. like Cortana, here's a device you can set up in one go and start talking. Wow. Okay. All right. It's well. probably not for a lot of people. Hey, cloud gaming. You could play some cloud gaming on it. But look at the price. Look Is that price. okay? It's does this does this does the two hundred twenty five dollar price include a Windows license? Does it ship with Windows on it? Yes. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so yes. it's like a ready to go PC for two twenty five. That's correct. And I, I called it like I saw it. Maybe it's not for me, but it, it would make a great gift for probably certain people. And uh, it's really capable in what it can do. Play videos. You can interact with it across the room. Play some light gaming on it. Video conference with people. doesn't sound like much of a PC, but for 225 bucks, you got to tailor your expectations. Okay. I mean, it, we, that comes into the argument about, like, you know, used versus new and repurposing, yeah. like, a business machine. But, yeah. I mean, that's not bad for a brand new... Because, I mean, it's fanless. You can get smaller yeah. stuff cheaper. I, I would consider giving it to a non-computer savvy relative, perhaps, you know, as to, to video conference with them mm -hmm. if they, you know, didn't have a tablet or something. And then put a really obscure flavor of Linux on it and just say, you're on your own. It, you can get it with Linux. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, another review that's coming up is for this thing. And I, the only reason I didn't have this up today is because I did not have the charts made for it. So I got to do that. Yeah. Show this, this thing off. Tell this us is the little, this is the ultra tiny PC form factor from ECS. If I can bring myself on the camera one here. See, this is, this is a three by three by one point something inch device. It's very small. So you can see uh, next to my head in millimeters. I, <laughs> I don't remember. I wrote the specs out, but I don't remember them. As you can see, this has a little vent on it. And uh, that's because this is actively cooled. And at first I was thinking, why on earth would you actively cool something this small? And I think it's because there's just not enough physical surface area to do a passive heatsink. So they had to put a tiny fan in it, which you can hear when it's spinning up. But it's just kind of this whoosh noise. It's not a whine. It's okay. But look, it's got dual display outs on it. You've got HDMI, DisplayPort, Ethernet, and you've got three USBs on the front. And a card reader on the side. It's it's okay. It's tiny though. It's it's super small. So that's coming. 
see how capable this is. We'll compare. I'll make Brett run uh, benchmarks on that bite for uh, using like PC mark, and we'll see which one's the better. Like, oh, we will totally do productivity that. Probably, machine. Yeah, we should probably do like a face off spec 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 uh, versus live thing, and go. Well, yeah, mine can do this. Yeah, but did yeah, you benchmark? We'll you can throw it. Did you benchmark your bite for using that EMMC, or did you put in a fast SSD first? EMMC. Oh, you did. Okay, so that, that's a much more because this has. 64 gigs of EMMC, it's and this is a ship. Pentium 4000 series. I want to say it's a 4200. It's very close, but it's... It's very close. It's branded Pentium. It's not branded Celeron J series. You've it's got N. more of a thermal envelope, though, but I have yeah. more of a sync. I mean, it, it's funny because this this will run higher clocks because it's yeah. actively cooled, even though it's only three inches, I'm guessing. How, how many cores is that? Two, this is four. It's four. Yeah. And it will yeah. clock up higher than 2.7? Mm, I'm not sure about that. I thought 2.8, but I'll have to re. I'll have to consult. Oh, be, this is going to be close. It's going to be a close. Throwdown. Uh, do we have a do we have a break here for, for anything? Or are we just powering through to the next topic? You know, we have an important break. If if you like sleep, then you might want to hear more about our sponsor, Helix Sleep. Like most people, we really like a restful sleep after a long work day. We were recently thinking about replacing our mattress when out of the blue, like literally the next day, Helix Sleep made us an offer to try out one of their custom-tuned mattresses. Tuned? Yes, the Helix Sleep website has a quiz that takes like two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to a mattress that's literally tuned for you. Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm, and ones that are great for cooling for hot sleepers, and you know who you are, and even models for plus-sized folks. After taking the online Helix quiz, we were matched with the Lux model due to our firmness requirements and sleep positions. I was a bit dubious at first because it really wasn't what we would have selected for our, ourselves based on personal preferences, but it turned out to be a really excellent experience. We sleep better and more comfortably than we ever have. It's a massive upgrade. We're definitely happy with our tuned Helix mattress. Take the Helix quiz, get matched with a mattress, and your order comes right to your door, shipped for free. No need to go to the mattress store ever again. My personal experience has been great, but you don't need to just take my word for it, as Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by Wired Magazine. So go on over to helixsleep.com slash pcper, take that two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you up with a customized and tuned mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. I'm glad I did. There's a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners of our podcast. Go over to helixsleep.com slash pcper. Check it out for a better night's sleep. Hey, and we're back. Uh, and we're going to talk about Rage. Not the game. We're going to talk about rage mode and graphics cards. The FPS review has been busy. If you're not if you're not familiar with them, you should be. It's Brett Justice and others from Hard OCP. They they carry on as the FPS review. But, but but did they did they test rage in rage mode? Because you know it's still got the mega textures and that streaming whole mega texture thing. That's uh, I want to find out. I, w- I want to see. Did they? T- I'll have to uh, email Brent and say, "Hey, please test rage in rage." Oh, I guess I could do it myself. What did he test? System setup. It's a Ryzen seven thirty seven hundred X on a Crosshair eight Hero Wi-Fi board. I like how they have the BIOS uh, listed here. That's nice with the Ajisa version. That's very thorough. BIOS twenty four oh two beta, which is Ajisa V two. 
PI-1100, patch C. And uh, moving on to actual benchmark results. Here's the infamous Cyberpunk. This is version 104, so that's a couple versions behind. Although, I, is, okay, is 104 the latest version for PC? Because I have not patched it since 1.04. Kent, no. it's on 1.06. On PC now? Okay. Yes. Did that make any noticeable changes? You're the one who's played Cyberpunk the most. I have not encountered. I didn't get it until 1.04, and it's patched twice since then um and i really didn't notice any of the problems that a lot of people have been having i've only encountered one graphical bug uh in about 20 hours of playing so far so i does your gameplay consist of standing in one spot and just leaving the room (laughs) and you're you're just taking it easy like i don't interact with anybody I don't no. get in any cars. No. Oh, okay. He thinks about his 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 decisions about genitalia and pubic hair in Cyberpunk 2077. That and how many dildos are in his inventory? Don't tell everyone, Josh. Yeah, the character the creation no, screen my, is a little my disturbing. Kid, my kid was setting this up, and he's like, Dad, what does this mean? Of course, he's 18, but he's a really nice kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you mean genitalia on or off? And what about pubic hair style? It's like, just leave those disabled. Yeah. You're not supposed to know all those things until you're married. Advice or clarification. <laughs> okay. All right, let's let's go back. Let's let's go back to these sort of results here. Um, rage mode, as you can see, uh, no appreciable difference. In Cyberpunk at 1440 Ultra, uh, Watch Dogs Legion, you see it go up a frame, but that's wait, that's it goes down a frame in Rage Mode. I this is similar to what I encountered when I was doing some quick Rage Mode testing with the last review, and I didn't even include it in the review. I'm like, this does almost nothing. We're like one frame per second here and there. There's four. Okay, well here's four. Wolfenstein, Young Blood, yep. Uh, rage mode got no rage mode was but lower. It went down. Yeah, it was slower. Yeah, it's yep. it doesn't necessarily work all that well. I guess it maybe yeah. depends on your card. You know, I, I used rage mode against this um, this XFX, and and yeah, it was it was minimal, minimal. But I think you know what I, I think the key of rage mode is is you've actually got to go through and overclock it yourself. I mean, to expect it to go much, much higher than what stock is and what, you know, kind of the software and the firmware allows you to do, you need to enable rage mode and then you're going to have to do A-B testing against, you know, what is stable, what is my fastest, when do things just start falling apart? And that's going to be the key to where rage mode is, is if you're overclocking, you've got that enhanced power uh, delivery, you know, they raise the limits up there quite a bit. But yeah, I mean, if you just expect it to go up like 10% by enabling rage mode, you're you're wrong because it just doesn't work that way. It's 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 going to be some elbow grease on your end. It's going to be some time. You got to figure out what clocks work best, what what kind of, you know, behavior and performance you're looking for. But yeah, it's 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 a tool, but it's 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 not easy mode. 
I'm looking at the and conclusion that's like here. the most coherent thing that I'm probably going to say all night. Okay. Gosh, I thought it was supposed to be, you know, put out there as easy mode. You know mode what? On. Everybody would yeah. like easy mode, but you know what? Mm-hmm. This is 2020, man. Uh, it may oh, be 2021 yeah. soon, it but be. it's still right. 2020. There's no such thing as like, easy mode. We got like 50 hours for it to be 20. Something like that, yeah. Looking at the, the actual quote that they used from the AMD reviewer's guide for Rage Mode, they say, the amount of performance headroom can vary from one chip to the next, and it will also depend on the cooler design of the card in question. So I think the bigger key here is that the performance headroom varies from chip to chip. So the results they showed in their charts when this was launched were probably, you know, cherry-picked golden samples that had some extra headroom and just increasing the power limit got you better performance. Not every chip is going to do that. Which is why you'll get more out of it if you just overclock manually. But, yeah. it's and This isn't even like... You have to go through like two or three screens... To even enable this, you have to choose a custom performance profile and choose Rage Mode as one of the presets. Otherwise, it defaults to just, you know, standard. I don't know. It's it, The performance is so tight. I feel like they got as much out of this card as they, they could. And enabling a bigger uh, power limit on NVIDIA cards typically does give you a couple percentage points. But with this, it's kind of like the last generation. They... They weren't the best overclockers. I don't think any of these cards really have been the last couple of generations. But no, but you know they they go up to two point five gigahertz for the most part. That's that's still kind of nuts with that big of a chip. I I think what I've I don't know this you know I don't know the the ar- the uh, architecture, but isn't aren't we kind of to the point with boost technology where that is overclocking like it's it's overclocking itself as much as it can it's looking at thermals it's looking at power headroom and it just clocks itself up and yeah it's chip specific how high it will consistently clock but i yeah i mean the the, the clocking is so finely you know it's granular and then voltage control over across the entire chip that they can get really, really good performance out of, you know, what would previously be just run-of-the-mill average chips. And that's because they've got so much fine control over clocking and heat and power delivery and all this other stuff that previously they've never invested in. I mean, 10 years ago, we saw the very, very beginnings of this. And, you know, we saw chip speed start to increase. And then they've got, you know, voltage domains across different things and, and, and a tremendous amount of gating going on. And, and now we've, we've got, you know, specific microprocessors in the chips themselves that kind of view this and watch it and control it. And you get better overall performance and even just, you know, average chips because, you've got your fingers all over that damn thing and you know the behavior and you know what you can do, what you can't do. And I mean, we've, we've gotten to that point of control where overclocking until you go into extreme environments like liquid nitrogen, uh, refrigeration, and a lot more voltage than what you're, you know, usually going to do on a chip. You're you're just not going to see that kind of overclock. I mean, the the days of the Celeron 300A are are well well over, um, especially with the graphics card. I mean, you start overclocking graphics card, you get one to two to three percent increase in overall performance from stock. 
And yeah, you can break some records by doing that and, and applying a nitro- liquid nitrogen. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's diminishing returns every year because they put more logic in these chips to make them go faster consistently that you don't have these, you know, I mean, we all talk about cherry pick chips, but I, I, I really question whether they exist anymore. I mean, you're going to get some better bins, obviously. You're going to get some chips that will run better, fully enabled, and they're going to build those out to the high end. Um, what, Tesla? Not Tesla, but, um, you know, Quadro and 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 those type of 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 products but otherwise you know what what makes it to consumers if you can actually buy one i mean it's it's you're not going to get a whole lot of variance just because they control the internals of that chip so much better than they did 15 20 years ago hey Hey, before we move on i want to point out that that there's some talk in the chat a lot of love coming out to you jim thanks for being on the show yeah people are going like jim jim wild jim look at that uh, yep. And that someone just changed their name in Patreon, and I just want to read the name. And the, ra- the name they changed, and I'm just going to read this one because it just, you know, what could okay. be what, the what, what's the worst that could happen? I, I, and it's not literally from me. Uh, the name is I Kissed Jim's Belly Button. And I liked it. I Kissed Jim's Belly Button. Okay. Nope, that was it. I think maybe the left is, rest is up to your imagination. It, it's it's wonderful to be loved. Thank you very much. Yeah, but I mean, is it as wonderful to be objectified, Jim? I mean, that's yes. really what we're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Intel is being pressured by hedge fund Third Point to explore some deals and strategic alternatives, basically to stop producing chips, just stop stop making chips. So, uh, what do you is think it, about is this? Is it because of the spanking they're receiving? Right now, is that it? Eh, I don't know. I mean, they're they're getting out of consumer SSDs, which is kind of sad, and yep. they're obviously they've talked about outsourcing some of the production of their forthcoming products to like TSMC. So, this is all just speculation, and who knows how influential they are, but they're losing a lot of market share. So maybe it makes sense to just. I mean, this is what AMD did a long time ago. They divested themselves of their fab and just became a fabulous semiconductor company like NVIDIA. Yeah, but, but look how well their fabs are doing right now. Global Foundries is, they're surviving and not very, very well. And it has now limited AMD to TSMC and Samsung. And right now Samsung can't provide the type of quality that AMD is looking for. And so they're, they're working with TSMC and uh, competing with the apples and Qualcomm's of the world for fab space. I mean, how many 5,000 series CPUs have you really seen just readily available other than new egg drops? Well, uh, and I wait, yeah, it. go ahead and, and brag it. about the micro center experience some more. Brad. So I was at micro center. <laughs> okay. All right, well, yeah, and well, then Express was a better experience. Yeah, and I mean, you know <laughs> what? what? They just had there one. Is... All right, sorry, Josh. <laughs> there is a cost, certainly, for having your own fabs, and Jerry Sands the third, so famously said, "Only real men have fabs," and there's there's some positives there. If you've got the volume and you can utilize that fab, you're going to be better off when things are good. When things are bad, you've got to weather the storm. 
And that's what Intel's doing. However, they've been weathering the storm essentially for two and a half nodes. And that's not good. And a lot of that has been bad decisions multiple years ago and some pretty inconsistent management overseeing this. Instead of just saying, you know what, hey, we can be aggressive, but you know what, that's a little too aggressive. Let's pull things back so we can at least kind of, you know, keep a small advantage over the TSMCs of the world and, and Samsungs and Global Foundries. But, I mean, that didn't last long because Global Foundry doesn't have anything less than 12 nanometer, which is only a repurposed 14 nanometer. But still, if Intel had been a little less aggressive on materials and, uh, and, and, and some of the densities and geometries of their of their processes, they'd probably be doing a lot better. And I don't know if there's there's hubris involved. I couldn't say. Charlie would know better. But it's uh, you know going fabulous is a double edged sword because you are no longer the number one consumer of a third party. Fab. I mean, you. I mean, unless you're Apple and throw a lot of money, these third-party fabs are going to try to please as many people as possible. And they're going to allocate wafer starts in a way that is equitable to them that they think that they will keep your business. And if you're Intel, you're like, I want all of your wafer starts. And TSMC is like, you can't have them. But with Intel, their own fabs, they can say, I want all these wafer starts because it's their fab. And so they made some mistakes six, seven years ago in terms of 10 nanometer and now seven nanometer that is really hurting them. But when you are dealing with the volumes that Intel has, you kind of have to have your own fab infrastructure because you can't share with anybody else. And so... If they get their process technology fixed, where they have something, it doesn't have to be better. It just has to be competitive. And this is kind of a, a, a speed bump that they've hit in that they've had the mentality is this has got to be better. This has got to be more dense. We've got to have more aggressive geometries involved in here so that we can pack more transistors into a smaller die and still have good performance and our CPUs are going to be smaller than our comp competition. And we're all going to come out ahead in terms of performance and power and die size. And they've got to get away from that because physics is an unyielding individual that they are, are pushing against. And I think it would be premature for them to consider spinning off their fabrication just because of the amount of volume they have. Because if they spin it off, I mean, it could very well go like Global Foundries. You've got to find somebody who's going to do the back-end support in terms of money for the development and the R&D of, of, of these advanced process nodes, the current process nodes. Because Intel's just going to be wanting to say, hey, we're going to do a license agreement with this many wafers, and there is no two bits about it. This is what you're going to take. And I know Global Foundries with AMD, they had some wiggle room in there and they amended these uh, these wafer agreements because they were losing money uh, from producing AMD parts. And they had to 
change that. And and I, I don't know if that's going to work out for Intel. And I know this is a very long, drawn-out spiel, uh, but I just don't see with the kind of volume that Intel has that they can really spin off their manufacturing like AMD did. AMD was one-fifth to one-tenth the size of Intel when that happened. And you just can't find that kind of way for starts to be able to absorb the business that Intel is willing to do. And I mean, plus you've got all kinds of other things internally. Um, their design tools, it's all kind of in-house stuff. Uh, they've, they've, they've started to step away from that with Raja and, and Jim Keller and those guys, you know, doing more general, you know, type uh, stuff where they could, they can actually take these designs and, and move it to a different process technology. It's still not quite there yet. But it's an area that they're heading to, and they have been for the past five or six years, uh, because the old way of doing things was not very effective when it started to, you know, compete against, you know, AMD. And they've got a lot of uh, really interesting EDA, and they've got design tools, and they've got these these libraries that TSMC and Samsung and everybody else has developed. So things are much more portable and easier to design. Clear as mud. Totally. That's a freaking soliloquy and a half. I'm sorry I went off, but you know, it's, it's, it's a really, it is a crazy place that Intel is in because the easy answer is yeah. Kick off manufacturing because you device, just divest yourself of, of all of these billions and billions of dollars of stuff that you're pouring money into. And you may not be getting what you want out in terms of, of, you know, your, your, your margins are, are suffering. You've got 14 nanometer parts that are competing against seven nanometer parts. You've got all these other issues going on because manufacturing has not been able to keep up. They were over aggressive with what they did with their designs. And it has hurt Intel's bottom line tremendously. You kick that off and you're in a different world hurt instead of just fixing, fixing manufacturing, just because you're still one of the largest chip manufacturers in the world and nobody's going to be able to give you the volume of wafer starts that you need. Yeah. Except they would have to, they would have to invest in somebody first. They'd have to help build yeah. the infrastructure at TSMC or Samsung first. And that's years, years yeah. of stuff. I, I know that we keep talking about the, the, this 14 nanometer for everything and the difference between that and seven nanometer. But remember when they took it apart and actually, you know, measured the stuff right down to the electron microscope level, they discovered that the measurements, that are typically used to say this is a you know a 14 nanometer the numbers really didn't mean much from a measurement perspective and that they really weren't all that far apart from a you know this a typical a seven nanometer amd gate and a 14 nanometer intel gate didn't appear under electron microscope peering to be dramatically different you know from a from that from a distance perspective remember we looked at that a couple yeah weeks ago. the only problem is power draw and so yeah, certainly. certainly. It, it looks very close under a microscope. Like that's why these could, numbers are not very. Meaningful. Fourteen is really yeah. closer to ten, mm-hmm. and seven is really closer to ten. So they get really mm-hmm. close. Maybe it's twelve. Fourteen is really twelve. Who knows? But the yeah. the problem is Intel processors at the high end draw two hundred watts, and AMD processors draw just over a hundred. 
It's very hard to dissipate and keep them there. Obviously, yeah. the, the tau, the tau number of seconds problem, and the, the motherboards that their CPUs are being plugged into aren't doing them any favors sometimes by feeding them too much. Voltage. Well, they are doing them and, favors. That's here's the thing because well, anybody the, doesn't know what tau is. Right um, there, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. There, there are PL one and PL two. Power limit one, mm -hmm. power limit two. Power limit two is the higher limit that's shorter duration. Power limit one is the one it falls back to. But then after those are done, it goes back to base speed. This is when it's turboing all cores under a sustained load, like you're doing a blender render on all cores. So at some point, it will hit a, th a threshold, which is like 56 seconds, and will drop, or 128 seconds, and it will drop to a lower power limit. And motherboard vendors, unless you're buying an OEM board, unless you're buying an OEM system, if you're buying an enthusiast board, it has power limits disabled. I haven't seen a single board yet that has power limits enabled by default. Because why would they want to? They would they would show lower performance across all reviews. People were testing them in out-of-box state. So to compete with each other, these motherboard vendors just have this all disabled. So that The result of this is that your processor has much higher performance. But unfortunately, it means that it's drawing like 200 watts under load. And and thermally, it's a, it's a sun. Right. So it, it's, yeah, it's, it's hotter than the sun and you have to have a really beefy cooler. But if you do, if yeah. you have like a 280 millimeter cooler and you don't mind some fan noise, you get way better performance. It's like overclocking for free without having to yes. do anything. But, but people who might choose to put a more modest air cooler on there sometimes are not aware of that. The, that the, the limits are off and that, you know, they're in for kind of a bad time and then they'll sink to even lower performance because of it. They'll, right. they'll pull clocks until it's, it doesn't look very good. Gamers Nexus did a little kind of expose about this, like motherboard vendors um, default settings. And I know that yeah. non-tech like Ian over there, I think within the last year or so had a whole article about mm -hmm. this. So there's information about it, but the, the short version is this is not an AMD platform problem. It's an Intel platform problem where it's kind of like, Hey, look at our performance out of the box. But actually if you enforce power limits, you will see the, Frequencies drop off a cliff after about a minute or so. Uh, let's move on. A quick look at a, a review of a standing desk. This is not from IKEA. This is from iMover. And it's actually an American-made motorized standing desk in a box. You can check out the nice photography from Chris Koch here at the review. And he goes over the, the features. It's It's... This is kind of like getting into the world of ergonomic office furniture, which means it's not going to be cheap. If we look at the pricing, this is between oh, six, pricey. yeah, between six seventy nine and and eight hundred dollars. But it's it's a USA made, USA supported, motorized ergonomic standing desk. So I that's not out of keeping with the prices on that kind of stuff. If you've looked into professional grade office furniture, but has a nice digital display, multiple presets for different heights. And here is a picture of it in sitting mode, the way he had adjusted standing mode. And hey, the, the new work at home situation with that a lot of people find themselves in, this is really a viable alternative. And to be honest with you, there may be a lot of workplaces that are willing to offset some of the some of this cost just because they have to stay home. So it may not be as expensive as it looks. Or just become a product reviewer, you know, if you want okay, to start. That. I mean, you know, it's back. a great way to bring products into your home. Uh, mm -hmm. Looking at the conclusion here as I go to completely the wrong view. I need to Excellent. move this. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. 
looking at the conclusion here, he says at $679 to start. It's expensive, but the features it brings just can't be found anywhere else. He gave it an Editor's Choice Award. Uh, so, hey, obviously Chris liked this a lot. And I like this room setup, too. Like the, the kind of, I don't know what to call this wall color, but it goes really well with this hardwood floor. It's it's a nice a nice setup so here that he's got. The lighting is muted. Um, I like the uh, that you get to kind of look outside. But but yeah, um, you can look outside. See, so often when people mm -hmm. take a photo like this with a, a bright window, that gets mm -hmm. blown out. But he's either either using an HDR um, setting on a phone, or he might be manually adjusting I, the camera. I would say. I'm not going to denigrate Maybe. him. He's he's got he's got some no. skill. Yeah, and the, you can actually Maybe see what's on the monitor. It it could be, but it's it's so easy to to blow out a window oh like this when you're trying yeah, to get that, adequate room lighting in a shot. That could look pure white. And yeah. he, and he's got a uh, he's got a plant. So I mean, points on that. Yeah, there's a, yeah there's I, I think it's I think it's the barbecue uh, in the back covered by the tarp that's that's absorbing much of that light. So that could be. That fine. could be. Yeah. And right. if you're looking for something like that that's a little cheaper, uh, you're probably more than a year ago now. I reviewed a desk from a company called Flexi Spot, F L E X I S P O T, and they their pricing is less than half of that for fully uh, automated electronic standing desks. Uh, it's and motorized, and I the same, same thing. Yes, it's motorized electronic has memory positions and everything, and they're oh, about yeah. three hundred bucks. Oh yeah, I forgot wow. about this review was around CES time in 2019. Oh, God, almost two years ago. Speaking of CES. Wow. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it was a video. That's right. You can check out that video review. This flexi spot. No, does it come with the monitor uh, arms or no? Uh, no, but they do sell monitor arms that are specifically designed to fit the desk, but you can also use generic ones. It seems very similar, and it's $600. It's half that. He's uh, Jim. You're saying uh, well, they, they're, they're pricing. Oh, I don't recall okay. exactly what model that was, but their pricing starts around three hundred for electronic okay. desks, which is a lot more reasonable. That's that's getting down closer to that IKEA level of the desk that's one hundred percent sold out all the time. That three hundred seventy nine dollar <laughs> motorized standing desk you can never buy. Jim, did I see that desk would lower to beanbag height? Because that that could be an interesting seating position. Beanbag height. Uh, it, yeah, probably could. Show me that. Do, do you call? That wait, again? do you call this beanbag height in the review? Yeah, the one on the it's left. Like, the one on okay. the left. I mean, hey, look, Brett. Not everybody is hey, tall. Look, it's down near the plug, man. My <laughs> son would find this to be about the perfect height right now. So, right. If you're buying right. your four or five year old a motorized standing desk, and some people might, this would be a great choice. I could let him use it down at the lower position, and then I could have mm -hmm. the standing position. Mm -hmm. Although all he and would just, do is just get on it and ride it up and down until it broke. Well, just think about sharing the same computer in that situation and, and what you would find. Yeah, I know. He has his own. He has his own play computers. I'll put one together for him and it lasts <laughs> like a day. Hey, I see we're considering moving on to the 2020 news topics. Of which there the... are so many that it's overwhelming. It is, and I had made a suggestion that we should just maybe skim across them or maybe just make a sentence or two on either one of them and kind of enforce a let's move on to the next one because this could I, easily be... I just want to show, here. here is the screen that I'm seeing, and it says list of top 2020 stories, top in quotation marks here, and it's mm -hmm. it's it actually goes off the page. It continues extensive. into another page. So we could, we could talk about any of these things. 
Maybe. Or all of these things. Yes. We could talk or about bots. We could talk about Cyberpunk. We could talk about Capacitor yeah. Gate. We could talk about the AMD bike. I, I put do, it in do, the do email. Do we want to talk about the only two things that actually matter to any of us? Cyberpunk. There's lots of, there's lots of things in that. What? What I, else? I think it might, Josh, it might fall under the, the heading that I put it in the email of things that people forgot they were mad about. Oh, no. There's this is more? Now, the, 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 okay. this, this right. can be done into a positive plus a negative. The negative right. we'll Hit start me. off with. Next generation GPUs are magic, but you can't buy them. The yeah. positive thing. We finally have next generation storage that delivers on all of the promises, and you can buy it. It's true. That's, that's 2020, end of 2020 for me. I mean, you know, Josh, I'm sure I, AMD uh, had great CPUs. Can't buy them. NVIDIA. Josh, I've definitely got the GPUs, first part in there. Can't buy them. But I didn't. I didn't capture the second part. The the great uh, leaps and bounds in um, in storage. So, are you saying that the, the Samsung 980 or the Fizon E18 series, uh, uh, the the Western Digital SN850, Western Digital. Oh, wow. these are all yes, bad things. No, these are not no, next not generational leaps that you can actually buy. I, and I are reasonably priced. Agree with you. Completely agree. Top story of 2020. Great storage. Okay. And we're done. Wait, that's so, it. That, that's well, not the top story of 2020. No, so. it's not. It isn't. There's plenty. All of these are are very interesting. Our 2020 stories, but that's one of them. Okay. Yeah, but I, I just gave you the big two, the you good did. one and the bad one. <laughs> there are maybe a couple of in betweens. There may be some that fit between that those end those endpoints. Sure. We could try and squeeze in a couple of these. I, I did appreciate that the Falcon Northwest incident was on the list. I'm like, what is that? Oh, the, the side panel. What? We're still talking yes. about this. Okay. Oh, yes. And and there thankfully, there. thankfully, Soren has documented this. Uh, a live stream that I think I deleted. Uh, but no, no, it was backed up. So if we look here, we can see that I was, uh, I thought, oh, live stream opening this Falcon Northwest uh, Talon system. Yeah, this and there goes, happened. There oh, goes the, the glass side panel directly. You know, it's funny because I was, on I, was, I was on the live video that of that and work? I typed in as you were doing this, don't flip it over. <laughs> And you then didn't I catch it. it I didn't see. I How? had my phone, but I wasn't looking at it. And so I did not see that message from Josh. He actually texted me. He wasn't even in a chat. He texted me and said, don't flip it over. And I was busy flipping it over. So I couldn't read that text. And then I broke it. The <laughs> glass much, panel. How much is that system worth? What is that, that system the worth? The system was about a $11,000 system. And you broke it. I broke one glass side one panel. Part. And Kelt from Falcon right. Northwest was very kind about the whole thing, and he sent another one. So when I took photos of the system, I had the unbroken side panel. All right. I will cross that one off. Yeah, we've t we've covered that now. Uh, we've re revisited that <laughs> moment. Just seeing how many followers Linus has gotten from dropping everything, and he, he thought he would try it. I'm not sure it was on purpose. I think it was very genuine, very organic. I, I made it seem that way, yes. But thank you, oh. Kent, for noticing that it was just a ploy, like everything else that we do, or everything else I do, to gain popularity 
and try to supplant Linus. We need to get to 10 million followers uh, first. I don't know how we're going to do that, but that's, you know, the first, longest journey starts with the one step. Okay, mm-hmm. Brett, one, one, yeah. one topic. Okay. Quickly, you. Now. Okay. Brett, uh, I'm going to pick... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one probably because you guys are going to blame me if I don't pick this one. I'm going to pick Apple Silicon slash M1 as a 2020. Uh... Hey, stop. Don't groan. It's true. Stop it. Oh, my God. JFC. No, 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 no. You guys would have been mad if I didn't pick this one. I had to pick this one. No, I would have been happy if you hadn't picked this. I would have been no, I had ecstatic if you hadn't picked this. Yeah, I didn't want to lead with this one. There's so many other big ones on there, but I just grabbed this one because you guys would have thrown it at me anyway. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Judge Dredd, for instance? Which one? No. Uh, I just kind of like the one. guy, the Australian rather than Rambo. Nah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Not the Australian rather than Rambo. Do you remember when somebody says to him, like, now all restaurants are Taco Bell? Right? Okay. No, that, that was no, that's that demolition, was, uh, man. demolition man. Demolition oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry, demolition man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Judge Dredd. Yeah, you moron. Yeah. And it was Pizza Hut outside of the U.S. Thank you for correcting me on that. All right, but anyway, the point was is that now all restaurants are Taco Bell. Some number of years from now, what all the hell are you arm. talking about, Brett? All computers are going to be ARM based. That was it. That was so it. Apple, Apple, because they are jumping on ARM now, look, will ha- will take yeah. over, and yes. because Microsoft has struggled with Windows on ARM, suddenly, oh, yep, because yep. yeah, and really, I mean, what is a computer, right? It's yeah, it, it, the world is Nvidia buys Apple too. Yeah, man, it's all. It's someday. It's all going to be ARM. You watch. It's I, not going to be ARM. Pretty it's sure, not all going to no. be ARM. It's going to be a chunk of ARM. Yeah. But there's still power it, nine. <laughs> power nine's going to be a, a good one. But you know what? Okay, hey, I'm, I'm not even going to do it because we're going to go into like three hour long podcast. Absolutely, we don't this is just hey, you know what? Throw it and run. We're only at an hour. It, it it feels like so much more, but we it does. We could keep going. There's there's no limit to this until I run out of right, charging I've, space. I have thrown my bomb. I'm running away from it now. All right. I guess Somebody I mean, that was that was a huge one. story. It's a big deal for Apple to change from Intel, obviously, to their own silicon. But it is, and they're blowing away their old Intel stuff. I mean, just in keeping their own with no ecosystem, the, the, um, they're really they're really doing really well. I mean, it really explodes I, all over what they were doing before. I feel and like, they can do that because they've got a wall garden and more yeah, power to no them doubt. because they're yeah. pushing they're pushing the limits of of low power stuff and good performance, and they're making so i'm 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 not against the m1 at all i don't think it's crap one bit i think it's a great piece of engineering it's yeah. it's pretty focused they've they've got the infrastructure to be able to pull it off and they're pretty much the only people who can and so I'm excited to see where it goes yeah i they mean have, previously microsoft and sony could have gone that way direction moving on from power pc if they had gone yeah, arm for their consoles yeah. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a seismic shift, and they would probably have be better off than what they are now. But they're not. They they went x eighty six, and there's a good reason because PC gaming is massive, far more massive than people like to admit. Absolutely, and but the next one different... I outlined on there ties the two of these together. I don't know if you can see it. If you wrap it up. Fortnite. No, arm is. I'll, I'll, I'll feed you the first part of it. Arm is 35 years old. So in 2020, Arm celebrated the 35th anniversary. Yes. And, and NVIDIA bought it. And NVIDIA buys them. 
So NVIDIA, the making of, obviously, part of the gaming you know, situation, bought them for some reason, right? And Mellanox. So that was another big story of 2020. Why would they do that? Well, let me pull this up. I, I think Jeremy wrote this. Yeah. It was a $40 billion acquisition when they bought that. That was back in September. Hasn't been that mm. long. Nope. It was close. So, so far, they promised to not change anything as held true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they can't yeah, change much. anything because they're not in control yet. No. Yet. Is that ever going to happen? Because that has to go through China, right? It's got to go yeah. through the U.S., England, and Japan. Uh, Wasn't there a weird China holdout on that? That, that like some that's a, that's there? a that's that strange thing where the guy locked himself in the office building, isn't it? Yes, that was the it. arm yeah. executive. Yeah. Because yeah. the way that that China makes you sell inside the com- country, you need to create a sub company. That's like fifty-one percent owned by the kind the the, the communist party, yep. and then forty-nine percent yours. And they put somebody in there, and Arm did that, and they've got a guy in there that they can't kick out of the office. At least they couldn't a year ago. So hmm. I don't know what the uh, the situation is with them right now, but it's uh, it's uh, their their laws are uh, interesting when it comes to uh, governance of a company. So and. NVIDIA, clearly a leading company in the gaming industry, bought ARM. Weird, huh? They did it just yeah. to screw Apple. That's all it was. Nah, I'm not thinking that's true. Yeah, it's, no. it's a convoluted thing, but it makes sense. If you think about it, there, there was that whole dust-up between Apple and NVIDIA back in the day with the right. MacBook we're gonna, Pro. We're going to check back I, I think that's the frost. Years. That's the icing on the cake. And then it's so like, we're gonna oh, hey, oh, Apple's going to ARM? We'll buy ARM. And now, and then we own you, kind of. Except Apple has enough cash on hand to just buy it. And not to mention those 100 billion chips that you know powered by our our technology throughout the entire world. So, well, you know, P.S. They have an exclusive weird license that allows them to do whatever they want. So, yeah, architectural license. Yeah, yeah. Moving along. Yes, moving along. Somebody pick something else. Let's see. By the way, can I just mention? Let me show this again to show the viewers. Uh, who've stuck with us this long. No one has stuck with us. This list, this is all just text. None of these are links. So, no. oh yeah, You're oh, doing one of the most popular job. links, it says right here, oh, this story. Oh, where I, do I click on it? I don't click on I, it because it isn't a link. There's only so much I can do. Like <laughs> drop in a link. It's control K and then you just paste it in. Control K? Isn't it control K to... to Add a link. It might be. It might be. Huh. All right. Well, we'll come to that. Try it out, everybody. Control K on your keyboard. I only ever do like Control C, and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, That's other it. stories of the year. Uh, what was important that happened in in this industry? RTX Nothing. gets better. DLSS 2.0 gets way better. Yes, that's true. TS uh, Intel sold their uh, modem division, right? Or Windows was it, 7 no. hit end of life and nobody cared and still keeps using it. Yeah, Windows 7 is uh, no more. Well, no, it's it's end of it, life, but yeah, it's, it's certainly still a thing. It's in extended pay-for-support yeah. phase. Well, okay, what does that really mean, though? What do you mean? 
It means that if you have money and you use it in your in your business, you will continue to pay for support until you finally switch <laughs> over to Windows 10. No. They don't even three statements were correct. Okay, they don't even isn't it can't you usually use a previous version of Windows for like 10 years as long as you pay for extended support to to, That's to Microsoft? The part you're no? getting wrong. Oh, I am. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, people, corporations don't pay for extended support. Oh, I see. So at that point, they they'll just... They people when the obvious okay. happens. Okay. Uh, what else on this list? Podcast 600. I was like, why is that on here? But that was the reunion show. Yes, it was. So like for PC so some... per stuff, that's a yes, big Yes, there's a few things on here that are PC per specific. Okay. So yeah, Podcast 600 was uh, a show that brought a lot of... Uh, folks back after they had gone on to well intel i guess uh we had alan on that's exactly where they went as a matter of fact yes it is we had ken we had ryan it was a good show uh guys should go look it up yeah it's it's called just just here for the after show it was which was a subtle hint like i didn't want to put anybody in the um the thumbnail intel intel crosshairs right i didn't want to get anybody in trouble yeah, I'm not sure they they were going to get in trouble for doing this sort of thing or not, but uh, they were good sports about it, and they they came on the show. Yeah, and here, we'll revisit that moment right here. This is the PC per clips show, and you can look at the the old days with uh, when my us. camera worked. Yeah, it would, sure would, looks like Jared. the new days. I think we're still one of the best oh, parts of this. I, was, I, I think one of the best him. parts of this is that uh, you were actually filling in different content in Ryan's white paper. Oh yeah, yeah, time. I added that in post. Yeah. So yeah, everybody go watch uh, Six Hundred for the reunion show. And, and look at youthful looking Ryan, smiling, so happy. So you know, they obviously, yeah, they they look. Ken has happy. a lot of joy in life. Who's because who he just turned nineteen man. just before this show? Yeah. Just, he's nineteen yeah. years old. I think he's yeah. isn't he twenty one? I thought he was twenty one. Maybe not. No, he's like says that he might be like twenty six now. Come oh, on, is he really? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find something, but anyway, here's so podcast number one. The old website we, we've re- revisited May of two thousand seven. Was a year before me. Yeah. Year. Josh was added well, pretty quick. About, about yeah, it was about eight months after that. Josh, we heard of the story about you and the airport thing, and it was it had its, it had its gross moments. The gross. That was, moments? It was mostly the the hotel. Yeah, that was oh, it. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. not not the airport. Our airport was pretty pretty clean. So <laughs> where where is that? I need to find that because uh, oh yeah, it's called when Josh met. Ryan. I animated this using my best Oh, that's right. Animation style where like Ryan yes. is talking and then <laughs> and then Josh talks and then Ryan talks. Yeah. All right. Well we've we've exhausted that topic. Oh, right, thank the Lord. exactly. <laughs> other other twenty twenty big shows, a PC per specific one. Well, sort of. Remember when they uh, sort of flubbed the fifty six hundred XT debut and the firmware, and uh, how that was a huge, big crap on everybody. It, it was a. It was more of like an industry thing, though, because I don't think yeah, it didn't really affect consumers. It was, it was one of those yeah. things where you're you're a few days away from releasing of. the review, and they're like, "Hey, we have a new BIOS for you. You need to retest everything." It was horrible. 
It was like day of. Yeah, it was a it was a day. It was a zero day BIOS update to go from twelve megabit to fourteen megabit memory. Why did they do that again? What did Nvidia release that sort of pressured them into this? It was it was CES twenty twenty when Nvidia teamed up with EVGA to announce the knockout, which was oh, the RTX right. twenty sixty KO edition at two seventy nine, which is where I think where AMD was launching their product. So they either had to lower the price of the fifty six hundred XT or increase the performance, they chose the latter. Mm-hmm. So they asked their partners to overclock the memory because those are those are memory bandwidth constrained. So you just pump up the memory and you have a significantly better performing part. So that, that was kind of a big story. But in the end, all that really mattered for 2020, because that was so early. That feels mm-hmm. like a lifetime ago. That was years ago. I know, but it happened in 2020. That's so strange to, to think about that. Yeah, because if, if, if you had mentioned there's a feature on the website, Brad... Where you can actually look at stories by month? You know, I forgot to mention that at the start of this. But yeah, on the right-hand side. Okay, hold on. Okay, let me, let me bring up the screen so you can see the PCPer.com yeah. on the internet. Archive is in timeline. It says select month, January 2020. And it just and it takes you back these in time. Are- all of the news and review items. All Magic. Every, everything phenomenal. that was podcast. You can see podcasts here. Reviews, news items. Brett, who uh, built this wonderful site that we're looking at here? Who added this it was, feature? It was probably probably me now that, wow. I, wow. now that I think about it. Yeah. Look, I reviewed a laptop uh, on January 2nd of this year. I do not even remember doing this. It's a long time ago. Funny what happens when you get old. Jeremy wanted to make sure we talked about Western Digital and SMR. Oh, yeah. What storage media is it anyways? What's Shingles Magnetic Recording Between Friends anyway? Back in April, they had to address the controversy. Who actually broke this story? It was probably on Reddit originally, and then... Oh, it's yeah, it's this crazy storage forum. Okay. Uh, Data hoarder subreddit. That's it. There you go. So yeah, I mean, they had to actually release a chart that showed you here's what has SMR, here's what has. Uh, and CMR. then they revealed that the blues were gambling. Yep. It's either or. Between between two we're and six terabytes you. with blue, you're either getting SMR or CMR. And then the older drives, like one terabyte or below, they're all CMR, of course. But then high capacity drives, like you go up to, oh, uh, the the real bad one was the two to six terabyte Western Digital Reds are all yeah. SMR. Like you have to go to eight terabytes to be guaranteed SMR, or you have to, or CMR, sorry, or or else you have to move up to the Red Pro, which is of course more expensive. So that was a big deal. So then I think a lot of people are exploring alternatives to Western Digital for the first time in years for their NAS mm-hmm. because you don't want to run SMR in a NAS, especially if you have to... I hear that it's not great for rebuilding. Oh. Yeah, that was one of the big problems during a RAID rebuild. I mean, you know what? And all you had to do to destroy trust was just lie to people. I mean, it's that simple. That's all it took. <laughs> It should just be in the model name. It should. They, it, everybody who's into storage knows these Western Digital drives by their model name because different yes. model names have different platter densities, that sort of a thing, which can affect right. performance. 
different amounts right. of cash, even with the same capacity. Yep. So just throw on a new number or a new name that ends in either C or S, and then people will know. And the people who are in the know, who care, know what to look for. But You see, they were just pissed off because we were screwing them over by shucking all those easy store drives from yeah, Best Buy. That's true. And so you know, uh, I did fault? that, and that was it. Seemed fine to me. I was I was fine with it anyway. Yeah, I still have a couple here that that I did that with and haven't put in anything yet. But yeah, these, is like, that a twelve or a ten white? This is a ten. This is a ten white. Yeah. White. Yeah. yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah. They're so cheap. These were like 160 Yeah. 169 at Best Buy or 169 Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Like, I've, how do I I've not? This is 10 terabytes. I have for 139 They have them on Would sale occasion. Kent? The eight terabytes for 139 Yep. That's I've got six of them in my server and I got four of them at 139 Really, I mean, Christ. where, which, uh, which one of our articles showed that ridiculous stack of shuck um, drives? Was it the Plex? I think it was the Threadripper uh, server build. Jim, was was that your uh, Threadripper Plex server? Oh, here we you go. Keep a lot of, you keep a lot of documentaries on. It's all open source uh, uh, software. It's, it's, uh, well, it's it's public domain films, mm-hmm. uh, Linux ISOs. Mm-hmm. National uh, Geographic you know. stuff. Um, oh, no, not necessarily. Only if it's in the public domain. Mm-hmm. Non-copyrighted music. You know. Yeah, a lot of work yeah. goes into ensuring that there is only like freely available public domain materials. Yeah, Jim spends a lot of time curating that in the hundreds of terabytes. Happy birthday a couple of times too. It was quite sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to delete all of those. Uh, here's mm-hmm. that article: building our kick-ass Plex server. And that was back from January of 2018. Jim, I just want to say that this actually does still get quite a lot of traffic. That's a nice oh, photo. There. Is this who took this photo? This is such a good photo. I took that photo. Look at that. I mean, the shadows has a little bit of a vignette here. I don't know if it's in camera or what was going on. I like how the horizon and the table actually disappear into each other. That's a piece of paper, right? It's one of those paper fold out. Uh, oh, there's a, a line. Yeah, there's a line. There's a well. There was a piece of paper against a white backdrop as well. So it was a folding table it's, with a piece of paper and then a white, uh, a white backdrop. It's very nice, Jim. It's good. It's not continuous, but it's good. Yeah. Well, where's the picture of all the drives? It's coming up somewhere. Uh-oh, here, here, here we go. go. Oh no! Here it is. There you go. There it is. <laughs> did you guys drive around Cincinnati? Oh, Where did you go? Like picking these up? You went to like all yeah, the best Alan buys. And I, and yeah, pretty much. We made circuits, uh, Alan and I, because they, they they check three at a time. So we, we put in online orders, maxed out our options there, and then hit up all the stores in person. That's just... I mean, that's awesome. Now, what's the difference between the white and the red? Like, the, the white label ones were HGST? Well, at that, at that point in time, they were both red drives. It's just that they switched to a newer firmware and... Uh, so that that's, explains the difference in the label. Nowadays, it's generally you're going to get the white label drive, which has the performance characteristics of the red, but it's technically a different SKU. Okay. I thought there was a cache difference between some of them, but I don't remember. There may be a very mm-hmm. minor performance difference, but it's it's really close. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, yeah. Definitely check out that article, by the way. Very thorough. That along with... There's another tutorial we did where it was um, building a Steam cache, right? That right. was a yeah, Ken article. Oh, it was Ken. It's popular. Okay. Yep. How about the uh, XE GPU? That was a 2020 story. Yeah, we still don't have it, though. Have we have XE graphics in, in there, some mobile SKUs. That's right. It does exist, and it's not quite up to... I wouldn't say that it's quite up to, like, 3300G standards. It's not even... It's knocking on the the backside of the door of Vega, I think, but it's it's was promised to be a lot more than it is. Yeah, that's, that's going back I to Architecture Day, which was in August. We talked about Superfin. <laughs> Superfin. <laughs> Superfin. And then what else did they talk about? And there were some unfortunate moments here. I can't remember. Like why why do you why do you have this slide? We had 14 in 2014, and then a plus in 2015. It's, we added another plus in 2016, and then 2017, we added another plus. It doesn't the next seem year, complimentary. We added another plus. Technically, we launched some 10 nanometer stuff. And then, and then it says... Uh, next year, 14 again. Here's what I want to point out about the end of this chart. At, at the inflection point or whatever, the today, redefining FinFET, it flatlines. The line actually becomes horizontal, and then it goes to a question mark. Or will you know electrically, super fat, super fins are are awesome. But you notice they never talked about manufacturability. Not no once. And say you know what we're yielding these thirty percent better than our standard ten nanometer. No. Chances are super fin is lower. Yields because greater complexity. Hey, and speaking of complexity, speaking of complexity, how come I feel at, like Jabba the Hutt? I don't know. You're slipping down. Uh, you're in like job. post. This is like the guy at the end of the mode. Mandalorian. Yeah. What was the name of that dude with the the tentacles for a head? I don't know. I have not watched that show yet. I'm, anyway, but you know he got fat, and that's that's what I'm doing right now. I'm getting fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's winter. You're you're getting ready for winter, Josh. That's yeah. so yeah. The uh, I was I was going to bring ahead. up the com- the complex GPU strategy that Intel has with XE, which is integrated plus entry, mid range, enthusiast, data center AI, and HPC exascale. And and where are they today stuff. again on this? I believe they're in they integrated right entry right now, which is LP. Oh, okay, okay. So sure. that's LP, low low power. Low and power. then high power graphics. I don't know what HPG stands for. I'm just high performance up. gaming. I've, okay. Yeah. Better. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Uh, and it, it's interesting. I mean, they're, they've broken way past the EU limits that they had before, so they're going to be able to throw a lot more. When, when did we publish units. this? What was the date on this? This is August. This is from uh, oh, okay. Architecture August. Day. Right. August thirteen. I think architecture day was August 11. So it goes over Tiger Lake, goes over the GPU architecture strategy, enthusiast graphics, and we're just not going to have it until next year. So who knows? There, there would, there is going to be an Intel graphics card that you can buy presumably at some point in the future, and that's going to be competition at the low end with in with uh, AMD and Nvidia, I guess. But we will see. So speaking of graphics, I mean, what do we do with those graphics? We play games on them. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna run down here 
through this real quick and just highlight the games that were big games that were okay. released in 2020. And uh, I'm just going to scroll down through Half-Life Alex. We waited a long time for another Half-Life. Half-Life Alex. Was it everything we um, thought it would be? You know, I don't own a 3D set, so I'm, I can't be sure of that. A 3D set. You mean a VR headset, right? That's what I said. I don't own a 3D TV, so I can't play that game. One of those newfangled. No, newfangled 3D things. Uh, I guess they did backport it to 2D. I'd like to try it. I, I thought, was I that really just was a looking... hack, or has it been actually legitimately backward? I, Let's check Steam it was, here. Somebody, somebody did it, but okay. it, it was not really necessarily I think official. It's only... Half-Life hey, Alex. Re- reviews would, are overwhelmingly love... positive. And yeah, well, you it know says, what? That's just telling me that I should play it, and um, yeah. I don't own a VR set, so and it's twenty five percent off right now. Yeah, still don't own a VR set. That's that's twenty five percent off plus four hundred dollars. What do you mean plus four hundred? Oh yeah, because you got to buy a VR set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so okay, that's one uh, of the games that were uh, I think a highlight or a, okay. a big release. Of What's another one? Um, Halo Master Chief Collection. Okay. The remake, although they didn't all kind of come through the best. Uh, I think there were some things that were missing from certain of early um, uh, Halo collections. Although I bought this. I It's in my queue of waiting to replay as well. I never played some of the later ones, so that's going to be new to me. But, you know, I did play the a couple of the early ones, so I'm, I'm okay. looking forward to replay that. Uh, I don't know what you guys think of that. I, I thought it was I haven't very played good for them to bundle it. I never played Halo. Well, don't don't buy it. Just get Game Pass. Because you know what? It, it you, you, you've been talking to Jordan again, haven't that, you? Uh, uh, no, actually, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> spoken to Jordan in a while. Uh, <laughs> Mister Buddy, um, lucky but, you. Uh, yeah. No, the, oh, the Game Pass yeah. stuff. It's the, now that they're buying up all these studios. Uh, Master yeah. Chief is there. Flight Simulator 2020 is there. Oh, Outer okay. Worlds. A uh, ton of great games for what is it? 10, 10 bucks a month on PC. And as long as you keep playing, paying your ten bucks, you continue to be able to play. Yeah, and there's no contract, so you know, subscribe, pay ten bucks, play it all month, unsubscribe, and then when the next game comes out that you're, that you're interested in, you know, subscribe well, again. How many games are in the? How many games have they released in the Master Chief Collection? Because that's probably uh, Halo months. Four just came out recently. Yeah, yeah so they're releasing four. them in in stages. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I might so, just buy it. So I, since one. I don't know anything about this, if I get Game Pass, so can I play it on PC or is it, do I have to have an Xbox? Well, there's Game Pass for console, Game Pass for PC, and okay. Game Pass Ultimate, which I think is fifteen a month. That gives you both. Oh, okay. Ultimate. Not a bad deal. See that that blows Stadia out of the water. Then, if it's actually games people want to play, because you can actually download and install the games, right? Not just stream. Yeah, exactly. It's it's different from Stadia. It's local, so you do need to have the hardware to play the game. But there's no latency because you're playing it on local hardware. Oh yeah, another game. Stadia, the horrible failure. The horrible failure of Stadia. We could have talked about that. Side. It's a yeah. I didn't even bring it up because I'm like. That wasn't even news. It's, it went away. It's so yeah. It's a it's a Google product. It well, will keep, go away. Yeah, it's going to be canceled. To come back. Now Google Google is the lady of perpetual beta. It just it get canceled after a period of time. Don't bother. Good thing I didn't buy a Nest. Don't don't. You know, even though don't. it's not the funnest game and most interactive, but MSFS 2020 is 
setting new limits on on interactions in real world stuff in terms of people, in terms yeah. of weather, uh, flying around areas. They use the Black Shark AI to uh, populate cities with with you know believable um, architecture. And they they go through and they they hand do some stuff now and then. We've got a bunch of updates. It just is. It's amazing. I mean, it was funny when you know it wasn't funny, but it was interesting when the hurricane was coming in through the south. People were flying there, and they could see the cloud wall approaching shore and getting turbulence and wind and all this other stuff. And it was real live and weather. In American fashion, they drove straight in. Exactly. Good on them. But yeah, that's it's, what Americans uh, do. It's a it's a beautiful beautiful title if you just like flying around. You're not going to get into dogfights. You're not going to go and get the level up sword any place or upgrade your armor. But damn it, you'll see some really interesting things. It is I can see my house. It's a little here. pricey, though. <laughs> I can yeah. see my house. Hey, Josh, uh, Microsoft Flight what? Simulator was definitely a highlight of 2020. So you're right on. It was. There you go. A long wait, yep. but worth it for a change. And it was, it was. It was a game that redefined uh, what it was to have a powerhouse gaming PC. Oh, oh truly. Yeah, before Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, yeah. I mean, Cyberpunk 2077 is a, it's a buggy, unfinished mess of a game. Not and all flight, and flight Simulator. Flight Simulator is a buggy by design. Kent will tell you that Cyberpunk 2077 isn't always circling the drain. Okay. Hey, by the yeah. way, speaking of not circling the drain, I just want to bring Jeremy up to the front here. His video has improved like a thousand percent. Frame rates back up. Not at least ten frames well, a second now. Oh my gosh! The yeah. TV went off. Oh, see, oh, there. Oh, that happened a long time ago. Uh huh. Mm. No, this is just the after about an hour and a half, two hours, Shaw will suddenly let me have upload more yeah. than two hundred fifty. Here's the Shaw minutes. cable. I'll drink to that. Uh, is that it? Can we move to the picks of the week? We've only been going for two hours. I know. I, it is midnight on the East Coast right now. Right. Hey, uh, real quick, 2020 DLSS gets uh, way better. Um, 14 nanometer will live forever. Uh, Ryzen 400 uh, series does, uh, gets Zen 3 support, but not PCIe 4.0, uh, which is fine. Uh, obviously, we won't touch the Ampere and RDNA 2 releases. Everybody knows about those, and you can't have them. Forget about it. You don't want them anyway. Sam and Resizable Bar are a thing. Maybe coming to a Ryzen board near you. Maybe not. Hold your breath. Uh, bots. Hate them. Doesn't matter. You can't have it anyway. Bots are going to get them. Hey, um, 2020 yeah, is almost over and all our problems will be solved, right? All the tech will be available yeah. in just yeah. two days. It's it's a yeah, new that's world. How it works. Screw it. Why aren't you 8K gaming? You know, it's like, you know, whatever. Because you, you can 8K, 8K game as long as you have, you know, as long as you're actually playing at 1440 and upscaling, yes. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Um, no, I don't know who added it here, but uh, I see yeah. there's an entry that says P PC Per continues on in 2021. Now, just what we saw here, Josh might not make it, but uh, no, that, that's it. important because as people know, I've been, I've been absent uh, and I'm actually no longer regularly involved. Uh, I had a uh, we'll say I had a, a combination, an unfortunate 2020-esque combination of a health issue, a health crisis, and a personal crisis combined in the worst possible way. And so I had to step away suddenly 
And a big thank you to Brett and Sebastian and Jeremy and Josh and, and, and Kent and, and everybody you know in the community for stepping in and taking over and continuing on because I didn't know there was a, a period of a lot of uncertainty there. I had no idea uh, what was going to happen, and you guys stepped in and kept this going. So uh, congratulations to, uh, to you guys. Uh, it's been I'm thrilled to see it uh, continue, and, and uh, that's just great. Congratulations and apologies, I think, are are really the best because it's like yeah i mean you're doing it i don't know why you're doing it but you're doing it it's just like a a habit it just i it felt weird to not do the podcast we didn't do the podcast for like a month yeah Yeah, we gotta do something yeah it was long it was was a while what's life without the the wednesday night prayer meeting you know the we all get together at 10 o'clock on the east coast and talk about food you know yeah that's yep. what it's really and about. We need to expand our food. We is. need to have a side channel about food. Throw some technology on the fire and see how it burns. Yeah. Well, no, don't do that. I think Ryan did that no. a long time ago. He like maybe melted the stuff thermite. down. Yeah. The thermite, yeah. Thermite. And Jim, you did say that you would actually, uh, when you have an opportunity, would be contributing uh, to some editorial content whenever you had a chance. Yeah, um, uh, my my uh, appearance here tonight is not the return of regular me, uh, unfortunately, or, for, or fortunately for those of you who hated me, I understand. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I just wanted to join the end of the year show here. and But I will, as, as time allows, uh, my situation has changed dramatically. Um, and so as time allows, I'll, I'll, I'll come back if you'll have me. So, uh, but th- and- thank you to everybody who expressed uh, well wishes and everything. I, I missed you guys and I really appreciate it. End of year stuff, I think, is over, right? Oh, thank God. Um, let's talk about Yeah, talk no. About, let's just no. come back to the now. Take it. Forget about the year that was. We're moving forward. And we're moving forward. Josh, take us forward. Talk, my take thing us. segues into my pick. Yeah. Right now, think. this is the, what, the S50 Lite from uh, XFX? Uh, not XFX. XPG. Uh, XPG. Yes. They're uh, Gamex S50 Lite Series, two terabyte PCIe 4.0. So it's it's very comparable to that low cost. Um, oh, who is it? Uh, Sabrent, four terabyte, two terabyte PCIe 4.0. It's it's a SMI controller, so it's not fast. It's oh, like 3,900 yeah. megabytes per second reads, 3,200 yeah. megabytes per second writes. So it's it's faster than PCIe 3.0, but slower than the other 4.0 versions. However, this sells for PCIe 3.0 prices. So you get extra performance at pretty much the same price per per gigabyte. So it's a nice it's a nice little thing. It's nice. It is nice. That sale yeah. uh, ends in two hours, but I'm guessing there'll be another one. Probably soon. Regular price on this is two fifty nine. It's on sale for two twenty nine. That's that's a very good price for two terabytes of Gen four. We haven't seen really any of. Uh, I haven't handled any of the SMI stuff. That's new. We talked about that when it came out. So there's a there's a competitor to Fizon in the non Samsung space, and it's SMI. All right, who is next? We have Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, I Look, went don't... for the most ridiculous product that this I've is... seen in all of the reviews that I've had to link to or read in 2020. What's ridiculous this about is this? by far the most ridiculous thing. 
The best part is that some people don't think it's ridiculous, which makes me laugh even harder. Look, if you're if you're blinging out your case, if you're if you're going all out with RGB, uh, what's wrong with adding a strip of RGB lighting to your power cable? So much. Okay. So I don't know. much. I'm, I'm not. A, I, I don't see it. I, I think it's totally it's a hundred bucks. Are they addressable? So it's a really good value to buy. It, but is it addressable? Are you, are, Those are addressable. Yeah. It's, it's adre- what do you? What's Thank the problem? You. This is addressable Kent, tube Kent, lighting. Do you own you, these? Kent, I do not. Do you own these? Okay. okay. I do not. But I could be tempted into putting them in a showcase for some reason. Exactly, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. So, so will you spend a hundred, hundred and ten bucks on your nice PSU, and then you pick out the cables, and you spend a hundred and ten on your ATX power supply connector, and another fifty bucks or so on your eight pins? What confuses me about this is does, is it is it <laughs> a power cable extension with lighting, or is it just lighting to clip onto your existing power? No, cable? no, it's actually it's it's part of the cables. Oh wait, hold on. Okay, this is the plus. The original one was a clip-on. That's what I thought. This so this is way better. Are straight on. Yeah. Oh, but I see it still it still clips on, but it clips onto a, a, a segment that it comes well, with at least. Because even RGB fanatics aren't crazy enough to run the lighting behind their board yet. We have a new year coming up. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good like, RGB like will move to the back of the board. One of my favorite cases case lighting scenarios was actually under like ground effects lighting there was like a subtle glow that came up from under the bottom of the case against your desk we need to bring that trans am yeah bring that into the picture and then obviously rgb uh power supplies are a thing though so you need to do that true because even if you can't see the fan at least you'll get like the rgb glow out the back of the power supply up against your wall you know rgb rear lighting Soren's got a video for you about that. Yeah, he does. The RGP apprentice. Yeah, I think bloody it's lunatic. <laughs> another another wonderful moment in PC for history in 2020. I think Brett has left. I don't know if that means that he's boycotting the rest. No, of the Tom, show. you got it backwards. Wrap the Christmas tree in PC lights. It'll be much brighter. I wonder if Brett went to go get a prop. Brett, you're back. It's Maybe time you just wanted pick. some water like I did. Uh, my, is that my water? Was very parched. Is that really water? water? Is it though? Is it barley water? I brought, I brought this in. I brought this in. Okay. Did you bring the, up. the router? Yeah. You, yes, you're up. Belkin, Wi-Fi oh, I 6 go, router, right? I could go right? grab it, but uh, this router is a Wi-Fi 6 router and it's on sale because it's the end of the year, like, I don't know, sell more. Uh, Belkin uh, is uh, selling. It's a uh, hundred bucks uh, list cheap. price, but well, fifteen percent off with that uh, code. That NY twenty twenty one code there is uh, going to give you. Does it have an RGB uh, power cord? It does not. Uh, I know you're disappointed well, uh, by that. Jeez. Ooh, look how it's well yeah. vented. It appears it is reasonably vented. Uh, and like I said, it's Wi-Fi 6, and it's uh, not terribly strong. You know, it's good for uh, a couple thousand square feet is what is, they say. But it is, it is a really good deal for an integrated solution for people who are looking to perhaps upgrade to Wi-Fi 6. And look at these um, mid-century modern sort of uh, lifestyle. Stop commenting. Stop. Stop commenting in the here. decor. 
this is okay. not the point. I mean, because I feel like this this it's design a would gammy swan that has me yeah, confused. Yeah, these are leftovers. It's the leftovers. All right, all right. From, I guess what you're commenting on is how well is how yeah. well it integrates. I, yeah. I don't like how fast the slideshow is working. I like you're these right. pictures it's, to stay on the screen a little bit uh, longer. No, I thought you were doing that. I'm not doing it. It's just automatically doing it. Right, it's it's it is unappealing at that speed. You know, Valken, if you slow down your slideshow, I'd consider buying your router. Okay, it's running Wi-Fi six. That's why it's so fast. It's true. Um, it's technically, true. I don't understand this. Where are the actual specs here? This is this this four port. No, it's it's uh, the five G of Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where are the specs? Oh, here they are. I guess. Yes. At a glance. Yes. It's all it's all gigabit, of course. Of course, you know, that of course. Part. You can connect a uh, a USB uh, drive uh, as slow at, at USB 2.0 okay. speeds, but Why? it's utilitarian. It's not it's not for an and That's for a printer, though, really. Yeah, it's only USB 2.0. Why would you connect anything yeah. to that? Why? Because you don't because have a central gigabit limits computing. you so much that you might as well. Although, no, you could do 100 megabytes eh. on gigabit, but yeah, okay. but you never. That's theoretical. You, you never really hit that, so. It's it doesn't it's not do. terrible for somebody. Hey, who wants when to I'm done with this show and start transferring this stuff to the NAS, it'll be going at about 112 megabytes a second. Well, you're a special person in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm very. It's what makes life worth living. Is how it's how unique indeed. and different we all are. I'll drink to that. Uh, Jim has a pick. I think. Yes, I do. Uh, so this, I mean, th- th- these things have been around, and you know, they've made their way through podcasts and stuff people have talked about it for several years now but i just got on the train it's a sous vide machine and it's a sous vide cooker uh specifically this is the one i picked up it's the innova uh nano uh it's right now listed at amazon for 129 it was on sale for 99 dollars a few uh, weeks ago so see if you can get a sale on it uh if you're unfamiliar with this it's a way of cooking where you put your food uh it works best with meat uh, you put it in a uh, ziploc bag or a vacuum sealed bag you put it under water this thing heats the water to a temperature, keeps it at that temperature. And because of that, you can cook for long periods of time at a very exact temperature. There's no evaporation out of the bag because it's all sealed. And it's really great for steaks, chicken. Um, you can do like mashed potatoes. There's all kinds of, of recipes. Uh, some some are a little bit more involved. It's easier to do them in a traditional way. But you cook steaks in this thing. Uh, put them in there for a couple hours and then just sear them for a minute at the end. Fantastic. Uh, so check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, they're because you know it's a hundred bucks and all you need, you don't need anything else, right? You can use Ziploc bags and you can just use a like a big pot or something. You don't need to get the specialized uh, containers or anything. And I've been using it for about a month and it's had some good meals. I was going to say the only proper way to cook a steak is just to sear it for a minute on both sides and then it's done. <laughs> just one minute on both sides. Sure. Okay. Yes. It, this doesn't look very big. I mean, it's how does it heat to a point where it's actually cooking these things? Well, I mean, electricity it's it's it uses electricity, Brett. Okay, yeah, it's a right. crazy I, I thing about that. water. It absorbs mm-hmm. a lot of heat and then it keeps it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. You if may you have this bread. thing that like a hot water bottle that you mm-hmm. lay on your stomach for a while and it retains heat. If you look at the close-up here, Brett, you will see what looks like some sort of a coil down here at the bottom. I, I see it I'm now. guessing that gets I, very hot. I did not yes, see it before. Also, I'm I think I, if you will, 
this this is Hitachi Magic Wand esque. I will have to say, like this, the oh, size of this, be careful. the size really of this don't unit. Confuse those. No, because that could be dangerous. Don't, don't mix those up. <laughs> it does say you get no. perfect results, though. Which you know. no, so, so the thing though is, Brett. Like, if you could, if you were to cook a steak in an oven, because let's say you're like me and you don't have access to an outdoor grill anymore, so you'd have to put it in an oven. You'd maybe set the temperature to 300, or you set it to a higher temperature than you want the the steak to be at. With this, you set it to the temperature that you want the internal temperature of the steak to be at. So what, maybe 130 degrees. So it's not getting super hot. In fact, most of these don't go above you know maybe 200 degrees. Uh, but it gets you. But that's plenty for almost any kind of food. And it gets to that temperature. It just takes it takes longer, but uh, you get a good result in the oh, end. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, moving on to things that can't kill you uh, from internal <laughs> parasites. Uh, Kent, you had picked actually. Oh, this, these are actually quite affordable. I know you have expensive uh, tastes in bear dynamic headphones. Oh. But... Yes, these are the uh, biodynamic. Amaron Home models. Uh, they use the same Tesla nope. drivers that the DT 1990s use, um, but they're tuned a little differently. They're a little warmer. They're not as studio focused, um, and uh, they have uh, separate inputs, so they can be run balanced quite easily. If you have a balanced headphone amplifier, uh, I think I made it very clear in my review of the DT 1990s last year that I truly love the uh, biodynamic sound signature. Um, I now have three pairs of different biodynamics in my house, uh, and uh, each one of them, is, while slightly different, is just fantastic. Um, these, uh, the Amaron Homes, you are uh, 250 ohm impedance, so you will need an amp, but it's not like uh, you would need like a nuclear uh, reactor to power them like you would with some 600 ohm headphones. Um, <laughs> but they're a much smoother, much uh, warmer tone, just general relaxing headphones. And look at the size and of this headband. That looks right really right soft. What do, you, what do you think about comfort? Like this headband looks huge. The ear pads look huge. Is it comfortable? What's the clamping force like? Oh yes, the 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 Amaron homes have a much lighter clamping force than like the DT nineteen nineties or any of their studio focused headphones. Um, these are just a big pillow that you put on your head and listen to nice, pleasant sounds. That sounds that sounds enticing, but I mean, at a lot of people would look at that and say, "Well, they're three hundred dollars." Well, they're they're three hundred nineteen dollars. They're made in Germany, which automatically means they're going to be more because they're, if you haven't investigated what it costs to actually produce things in Germany, it's very high. And then... And the MSRP is six ninety nine. How long is this sale going for? Uh, sale ends in two hours. Another one of those. Okay, well, by the time well, you're actually watching this... That. Yeah, jump on this right most, now. If you're watching live... Most of the time, you can find those in the... 400 to 450 range okay but 319 is a is a rocking deal on them that was it that was podcast 609 we we laughed we cried we talked about the year that was 2020 and we're coming back in 2021 in just a week's time probably bigger and stronger than ever yeah the pre-ces show and then the next one that's probably 
during CES and, you know, more new products and stuff to talk about, but stuff that you can't buy. Yeah, more stuff you can't buy. Uh, Pre-announcements yeah. of things that will be re-announced. Except SSDs. You can content. buy SSDs. That yes, you can. Right. <laughs> so buy your and SSDs important. today. And An important distinction. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy Intel processors and you can buy Gen 4 SSDs. But those two don't really mix. Unfortunately. No, not they PCIe do 4.0 speeds, they don't. <laughs> I mean, as long as they down... <clears throat> if they're backwards compatible with Gen 3, then I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, thank you for putting up with us for the last two and a half hours now. 2020. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, 2020. Good uh, riddance. Mm-hmm.